leave your shoes on. Beat stick. This is the Bringer Show Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Heppard, and I gotta tell you, I'm I'm excited. I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know it's gonna be good. So if you're listening, you actually clicked on the thing, and you're sitting here listening to me. Thank you so very much. Again, this is the Bringer Show Podcast. And if you don't know what we do here, I did put out a little bit of a, a pilot episode, I, I guess. They lo- they label it a, uh, uh, a teaser or a trailer episode on Spotify. That's basically 20 minutes of me going on and on about what I'm trying to do here. But the short, condensed version for the inaugural episode of the show is basically... My goal here is to highlight new and rising comics and their contributions to the art form of stand-up comedy. And let me tell you something, people. When I was when I was brainstorming this idea, I, I had a huge plan. I had a I had a list. I was gonna talk about all my favorite comics. I was gonna talk about Tom Segura and and I was gonna talk about Joe Rogan and, and we're gonna talk about Burt Kreischer and we're gonna talk about Lewis Black and you know all the all the huge comics that I know and love because I just I love comedy I love stand up so much that I just wanted to fucking lock myself in a room for about an hour and just yell at nobody about it and as I was putting together the list of comics and backlog and episodes and whatnot I started thinking I was looking at the people I was covering and I mean, with all due respect, they're, they're great, but I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time hyping comics that most of us as comedy fans already know about, right? Like, like there's no reason for me to go on and on about, let's say, Sebastian Maniscalco. Because Sebastian's already got a huge following. People already know who Joe who Joe Rogan is or Jim Gaffigan. Like, we already know these people. But, you know, what about fucking Arj Barker or Rory Scovel? You know those guys? I didn't know those guys. I had no idea who those guys were. Jessica Kirsten? You know who Josh Potter is? Dan Cummins? You know these people? Probably not. And it's not because they're bad comics, you know? They're just not... They're not Whitney Cummings, <laughs> you know? They're not Bill Burr, and that's fine. So instead of just highlighting all the, the, the accolades and the contributions of some of the best to do it, I decided I wanted to focus on the people who are making their mark right now. Who either are just coming out and they're coming out hot, or they've been here for a minute doing the damn thing, and they're rising through the ranks. And um, after I trimmed my list, <laughs> I trimmed my list down. I had about four episodes backlogged. Um, now it's about down to one, but you don't need to know that. We're going to still keep putting out a podcast. Point is, after I decided to take the thing I was doing in another direction, there was one comic. I had one comic on my list that uh, that I think fits the bill. 
And if I had to say anything about this comic, it would be that in my mind, they are... This is the height of the type of comic I want to profile on this show. Like, if I had waited another year to do this podcast, I don't think this comic would work out because they'd be too fucking big. And there'd be... Everybody would know everything about him anyway. So, uh, who am I talking about? Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Mark Normand. And this guy, if you haven't heard him, people, he's a monster. He's an absolute beast. Uh, I'll get into it uh, a little bit more here coming up. But before we go, I guess... I'm going to do the typical podcaster thing and thank you again for listening and reminding you that if you like what you hear here, you hear here, if you like what you hear on this podcast, please give me a follow on TikTok, even though I don't know how that shit works and I'm going to be stumbling through it for the next few weeks. Follow me on Instagram. Catch me on the gram, as the kids say. Um... I'll probably be on Facebook in some capacity too, but honestly, I fuck that. I fuck that thing. I don't like it. I hate Facebook, and they can know it. But I'll probably be on there doing some shit. But most importantly, if you like it, if you like what I'm doing here, or you have any ideas about how to make it better, or you just want to say hey, or you just want to say fuck you, please. Drop me a line at bringershowpod at gmail.com. That's bringershowpod at gmail.com. It's bringershowpod on Insta, bringershowpod on talk, bringershowpod in your ear hole. All right, that's it. Let's get started. There are many different ways to tell a joke, right? I mean, you got your traditional joke format where you set someone up with a punchline. Hey, Trebek, what's the difference between your mother and a duck? I forgot the rest, but your mother's a whore. Maybe you can make a quick, witty observation and get someone to laugh. You can tell a one-liner. Of course, you got your puns, right? Your dad jokes. You got your wordplay. You got crowd work. Maybe you tell a story so fucking good, it just gets laughs because of what you're saying. Or, uh, you know, just because of what happened in the story. Um, and that's all just scratching the surface, I think, of what about what good stand-up comedy is. Um, but the fact is, joke-telling, it ain't just knowing when to say something funny or being clever, you know? It's... No matter how easy someone makes it look, comedy is formulaic. It's a science. And as much as we'd love to pretend that we haven't, we've all seen that guy or that gal who just doesn't seem to fucking get it. They get up there and they're just loud or they're mean or they meander through a story like they're telling it for the first time and they don't know where they're going or worse... We see these comics who get up there and they recycle old shit. And I'm not talking about, you know, you heard them tell the joke a month or two ago. And now they're telling the same joke later. I mean, I'm talking about shit they were saying since the 90s. Alright? And worse than even those guys 
are the comics that straight up jack bits. Who just steal acts. Fuck those guys, right? And I guess all of this is a long-winded way of me saying what's completely obvious to everyone else. Um, at least comedy fans. And that is this. Mark Norman gets it. Alright? And the comics who suck, they don't. And those guys need to get their shit together. So, why Mark Norman? Why, why am I talking about this guy? The Cliff Notes version of his current stand-up comedy career would have you believe he's one of the best doing it right now. In real time. Originally from New Orleans, the New York Comics started doing stand-up in 2006. Working the local scene and touring clubs around the country. Uh, he eventually featured with comic Amy Schumer, who I think you might have heard of, um, before becoming a headliner in his own right. Um, he's released three comedy specials, including his most recent YouTube special. It's called Out to Lunch. It's fucking fantastic. We're going to hear a little bit later. As of the time of this recording, it sits at 6.9 million views on YouTube. And his fucking profile as a com as a comedian as a comic is going through the fucking stratosphere people i'm telling you this guy's the real deal now i can't remember specifically when mark norman popped up on my radar it was probably a handful of years ago when he was a guest on somebody's podcast because he's been on all the podcasts i mean I remember seeing him off the bat. Joe Rogan. I don't think he's been on your mom's house. He's been on Two Bears, One Cave. He's been on the Whiskey Ginger. He's he's all of it. All of the comedy podcasts. I'm sure you've seen him too. Um, but I gotta admit, before I heard like his actual stand-up, I judged the guy. It's a dick move, I know. I judged the man... Um, and it was really because I, I had learned somewhere, probably in that interview, that he was uh, Jerry Seinfeld's favorite comic. Now, I've heard Jerry Seinfeld's comedy. I think we all have. It's fine. I don't got a problem with it. No, no complaints here. But let's keep it honest, right? Let's be real. It's not exactly the abrasive, irreverent type stand-up that I'm drawn to at least so i figured norman was that same type of guy you know i expected him to be a clean mostly safe comic with a witty sense of humor like a 1950s radio or game show host douche you know like that guy and uh it wasn't long before i figured hey he's popping up on all my favorite podcasts you know a lot of comics i enjoy seem to respect him and what he does and I mean, he's been doing stand-up since forever, too. It's not like he's a rookie, so how bad could he be, right? Um, so I'll check him out. And uh, the first thing I noticed is that I was dead wrong about Norman's sense of humor. Um, he's a goddamn degenerate, just like you, just like me, like all of us. And he slings them real dark jokes I like that cut real nice. So, yeah, if I needed a reason to like him... Um, all I needed to do was listen to a stand-up. His comedy is alone was enough to convince me, right? Um, but what ultimately led to me becoming a, a huge fan um, is about the is is 
is the way he talks about comedy. All right, let me t let me explain what I'm talking about. See, when I say that I was drawn to the way he talks about comedy, I'm not talking about you know the, those common stories that we hear from comics that talk about touring on podcasts, right? Like I love hearing comics talk about what it was like playing hell gigs in bumfuck nowhere Montana for 13 bucks and some juicy fruit back in 1997, but <laughs> as funny as those stories are, that's not enough to get me to see your special. Like, I'm not gonna, oh, this guy toured real hard 10 years ago before I even knew he existed, so now I'm gonna go buy a ticket? I mean, it doesn't work that way, right? Quick side note, though, you want stories. Mark Norman's got some fucking stories about his childhood and growing up. If, do yourself a favor. Finish this podcast. Like, subscribe, bring a show pod on all social media, bring a show pod at gmail.com. And then go listen to Mark Norman uh, as a guest on anything. Just put his name in Spotify and then find a show he's on. It's probably going to be amazing. But what you really should be listening to, I swear to God he's not paying me, is you should be listening to Tuesdays with Stories, and We Might Be Drunk. He does Tuesdays with Joe List, um, We Might Be Drunk with uh, Sam Morrill. They're both great comics in their own right, right? So uh, to hear him shoot the shit with them uh, and talk about joke writing and, and all that, it's fucking fantastic. It's great. Um, also, if he mentions anything about his nanny or how he lost his virginity, you're going to want to turn the volume up and listen all the way to the end. It's hilarious. I digress, though. What I'm getting at is that Norman calls himself a huge comedy nerd, right? And I didn't really understand what that was. I didn't get what he meant by that. I mean, I just assumed that comedy nerds were either working comics or they were, like, super fans that loved going to shows. But even then, like, their fandom would only be to, like, a certain comedian, you know? They, they'd only like one or two guys, and that's it. So, yeah, they're fans of comedy, but only that guy's comedy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but for me, Norman was the first comic I heard who was actually talking about the art of comedy and seemed to love it as much as he loved actually doing the job of stand-up if that makes sense and, and, and it helped me appreciate stand-up and and comedy just a little bit more so for example i heard mark norman on one of those shows uh talking about how much he loved groucho marx and go on about how groucho influenced him and yada 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 and when people talk about the greatest comics or greatest folks in comedy, how many times have you heard people say Groucho Marx? I'll wait. Probably none, right? I mean, you hear Carlin, you hear Pryor, you hear Bruce, you hear Kinnison, you hear Hicks, you hear Murphy. Never hear Groucho. Groucho never comes up. Then one day I got bored. I decided to YouTube me some Groucho. And let me tell you something. It, damn near immediately, I saw his influence on Norman's stand-up. He's quick. He's clever. He's affable. 
He's a likable son of a bitch, but at the same time, he's a little bit of a curmudgeon. And he's not satisfied with just, like, a chuckle or, like, a nod in agreement. He's going for the big laugh, son. He's going for that big laugh, and he's going hard. And this is in the 50s, dude. Dude, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go on the YouTube and look you up some Groucho Marx when he was the host on his on his game show. Uh, what was it called? Uh, I want to say Whose Line Is It Anyway, but that's not it. But you'll find it. It's an old show. <laughs> Google Groucho Marx compilation and some of the... He'd get canceled. They'd cancel Groucho. <laughs> and this is the 50s. I heard Groucho Marx tell a lady that she would never get pregnant if she kept both feet on the ground. And the context is even worse than that. Just listen to it. It's great. It's great. Groucho's the man. But anyway, I, my point is that the, that the fact that Norman even took the time to learn about this dinosaur and to work some of his best parts and the best parts of his act into his voice and to, and to make it his own so he doesn't sound like a hack doing a comedian from the 1950s. He's modernized it. That he even did that was fucking crazy to me. I didn't know that's a thing people did. And, and Norman studies comedy like he's got a fucking quiz tomorrow. And there are plenty of people who are funny out there. Don't get me wrong. But a few of them a few of them should follow suit and take some notes, right? Let's, come on. So, not only that, though, I, th I just think it's kind of cool to see someone who loves comedy that much make jokes because you know they're just sitting on some gold, right? You know they got something up their sleeve and it's going to make all those good jokes hit extra hard. It's going to hit extra different. And I love that shit. So, I recognize there are tons of people who appreciate comedy as much as Mark Norman does now. Like, again, I didn't know back then, but, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So, yeah, there are tons of comedians out there who love comedy that much, and they love talking about joke writing and talking about the inside baseball, the comedy stuff, management, touring, and all that. Um, and that's cool. Um, but what caught my attention about Normand was he's honestly, the simple truth is he's just a dude who fucking loves comedy, man. And he wants to do it right. And given how much comedy has influenced me and impacted my life and the lives of my friends and family who are close to me, I fucking appreciate that shit. Norman isn't out there half-assing it. He isn't out there stroking his ego. I mean, I'm sure every comedian does to a certain extent, but you know what I'm saying. He's out there trying. He's doing the damn thing. If, if comedy if comedy was a, a, a class and there was a university you could go to, he would be like the Dean Laureate, right? This is this is how much the guy this is how much the guy loves his comedy and I appreciate that. So Um That's why I love him. Now as far as his actual stand-up, the content goes, I mean, I guess you'd call it observational. I mean, if I were to do my best impression of some scrub critic for 
some goofy hipster rag in Tribeca somewhere, I'd probably say something like, uh, he tells short stories, but usually it's leading to a bigger payoff. Something he's noticed, an astute observation, or comparison of some kind. And in doing so, Norman works to highlight the absurdity and most of the things we're willing to accept in our everyday lives. To which you're probably thinking, no shit, dumbass. That's what comedy is, right? And I hear you. Okay, you're not wrong. But for me... What sets Norman aside from his peers are two things. First, it's pretty clear Norman knows all about this storytelling and setting up a joke shit, right? So that's why he's straying as far off the beaten path as he can, fine-tuning bits and diving deep into topics in search of some perspective you ain't never heard before, son. And secondly, Norman isn't an angry comic. I wouldn't call him an angry comic, but he'll certainly take an unpopular position or two and he'll stand by it at times uncomfortably close because the laughs are worth so, so much more than your delicate sensibilities. And as a comedy fan, I love that shit. These are the things that make Norman the killer. He'll rework a premise, maybe one we've all heard before, and he'll make it all his own. He wields jokes like blades, expertly crafted in a forge, powered by some of the greatest minds in comedy, and he can't fucking wait to stick you with him. The jokes per minute are high with this one, right? And Norman throws punchlines and tags from the stage like a, like a bunch of daggers. And at the end of the set, we're all laying there, it's death by a thousand cuts, we're dying, and before you know it, he's off, whistling to himself, looking for new material, hammer out his next killer act. I mean, I, the, guy's a, the guy's a genius, and we're about to take a look right now. So to get a better idea of what I'm talking about, uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips here. I'm going to play two clips. Um, I'm going to play them in order. They're one from his 2014 stand-up special, Still Got It. And I'm going to play a second one from his uh, 2017 special, Don't Be Yourself. They're both about drinking, right? Both of the bits are about drinking. I think they're even both the opening bits. I think I think maybe Don't Be Yourself is, isn't the opening. But anyway, point is, they're both about drinking. Um, and just, just pay attention. I mean, you'd think he'd say some stale shit, but he doesn't because he's damn good at his job. So here we go. Here's the first clip. This is from Still Got It. Here we go. All right. Huh? How about this Madison? Fun town. Yes. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I like the most about Madison? My first time here. My favorite thing here... The diversity. <laughs> yes, holy hell, look at this room. Looks like a goddamn Coldplay concert in here, yes. All right, then you guys really like to booze it up here. That's cool, yeah. All right, she's lost her kids, yeah. Um, yes, I like to drink too, man. We'll talk later. I, uh, I got really drunk last night, was incredibly hungover today. Had another beer, hangover went away. 
Isn't that the amazing thing about booze? The thing that causes the problem is also the solution. Yeah. I wish other problems were like that. You know, like you have sex with a girl, she gets pregnant, have sex with her again, no more baby. <laughs> oh man, oh, that would be amazing, you know? Yeah, then you're guaranteed to get laid at least twice. <laughs> you know, your talker like, ooh, last night was incredible, we should do that again. Nah, I think I'm gonna go home. <laughs> hey, I'm just being responsible. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man, I drink too much, so I gotta cut back. My uncle is actually 30 years sober. Can you believe that? 30 years sober, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other night I was like, oh, man, I got so drunk I lost my phone. My uncle's like, oh, yeah, I did that once. I was like, wow, you know how drunk you have to be to lose your phone 30 years ago? <laughs> Holy hell. Wow, are you telling me you got hammered and lost a landline? Good Lord. No wonder you quit boozing. Those were attached to the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been going out a lot. Me and a friend went out last night, did a little bar hopping on State Street, uh, trying to meet some ladies. Didn't go too well. Eventually my, uh, eventually, my friend got pissed off. He was like, screw this. Let's go to a strip club. I don't get that logic. You know, to me, that's like going fishing, not catching anything, and being like, screw this. Let's go to the aquarium. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, yeah. I notice there's a lot of girls at the bars these days flirting with guys just for the free drinks, you know? Yeah, they're not gonna put out, but they want those drinks, pretty good move. Makes you wonder, you think there's ever been any smart kids out there who would flirt with pedophiles just for the candy? <laughs> you know, you're like, hey, Timmy, don't talk to that guy. He's a child molester. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Gotta get these skills somehow. Oh boy, that touched the nerve. Any pedophiles here? What's going on? All right, all right. Uh, how you doing, sir? Nice time to join. Um, yes. All right, so that was that, right? Now, this is Don't Be Yourself. Again, it's from 2017. Check it out. Yes, I, uh, I feel bad. This is such a big event. I'm a little hungover. Uh, isn't that amazing? You know, we still can't prevent a hangover. We have all this medical research. I've tried the water, I've tried the pills, nothing works. We can prevent children. <laughs> we can't prevent a hangover, you know? At least some people want kids. I've never woken up like, ooh, I am really hungover, but you know what? I think I want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta cut back on the sauce, man. I, uh, Blacked out last week. That's embarrassing. I'm too old for that. I told my roommate, he's like, oh, you blacked out? Oh, that means you forgot to brush your teeth last night. I was like, wow, that is the least of my worries. <laughs> I'm more concerned with the lipstick I'm wearing. Why send my mom a dick pic? <laughs> she was like, oh, family plan. <laughs> These hangovers. You know, people always talk about how honest you are when you're drunk. You hear that a lot. Get that guy drunk, he'll tell you anything. I feel like I'm way more honest when I'm hungover. When I'm drunk, I can lie all day. Cops like, you've been drinking? I'm like, no way. Ah. When I'm hungover, that's when I'm honest. My life's in shambles. I have nothing to live for, yeah? Yeah, your friend's like, you want to get brunch? You're like, eh. I've never liked you. <laughs> Everything's a lie when you're drunk, you know? You're like, hey, it's the best night ever. These are my good friends, and she's super hot. <laughs> then you wake up like, ah, oh, it's a waste of time. I spent too much money, and that's a dude. <laughs> 
yeah. I don't know, I guess I'm an alcoholic, uh, you know. If I'm gonna be addicted to any drug, though, I'm glad it's alcohol, you know? It's just so easy to get, right? Yeah, it's crazy, like, I think that's why alcohol is the only drug you pour out for dead friends, yeah? Yeah. You would never do that with, like, cocaine, you know? You're like, well, we should pour a little. Whoa, whoa, we all love Greg, but that shit's expensive. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. take it easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I drink a lot, but I still get my uh, my stuff done. You know, I'm what you call a functioning alcoholic. Any functioning alcoholics here? Yeah, all right, yeah, hey, yeah. We get a bad rap, huh? Why is that a negative term? We're actually harder working than everyone else. Yeah? We're doing the same stuff you're doing, drunk. Where's our parade? What, Bob showed up to work on time? Screw Bob, I slept here. <laughs> We're tough, we don't bitch. Susie didn't show up because she has the flu. Well, I have disease and I'm keeping it a secret. <laughs> Where's my plaque, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Same premise, wildly different direction for both bits. And they hold up on their own. This is the type of expert craftsmanship you can expect when you see a Mark's Norman set, people. I love this shit. This is why I started the podcast. Do shit like this. Ah. All right. So the format of the show is normally I'm going to talk about them and then I'm going to play maybe 10 minutes of, of their work so you get a better idea of, the, of who they are. But, I mean, what do you say about Mark Norman? I mean, he, he started out great because he was paying attention, right? And then every time you see him, he just gets better and better. So I didn't I'm just gonna do the easy thing. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to close it. I'm just gonna do the easy thing. I'm gonna play three back-to-back -back clips from the first half of Out to Lunch. So you will go home and listen to the rest of the special because it's amazing. Um, we've got to recover all our bases. You know, it's that new new. Meet you with that good good. And the bits are killer. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, your headliner for this evening, very funny man, New York comic, by way of Nolens, Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Norman. So I drink, that's how I get through it, you know? Big fan of the sauce. I actually got let go from a job once for being drunk at work. Yeah. My boss called me and he goes, get in here, Mark. It's clear you're a high-functioning alcoholic. I was like, wow, how do you know I was all so high? <laughs> this guy is good. Yeah. One of my friends like a beer expert, you know, he's like, we gotta go to a brewery. I'm like, why can't we just go to a bar? He's like, it's fun, you can see how it's made. I don't care how it's made. Look, I like porn. I don't need to go to a broken home. Not saying all pores are in broken home, just the ones I like. Yeah. Too much time at bars, you know? Bars are a weird place, because bars are the only business where you go in, consume their product, vomit, and they yell at you. They're like, what the hell's going on here? I'm like, this is the shit you gave me. 
Why are you mad at me? They don't do that at a restaurant. I eat some lasagna, you puke. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? They're not like, look at this pussy, can't handle this lasagna, huh? Jesus Christ. Jesus Louise. Some people should stop drinking, though. Some people should cut back, you know? But, you know, some people need a little, little booze. Some people are just better when they're hammered. There's a lot of bad sobers out there. Yeah. Right? There's, there's a lot. Like, some people need a little alcohol in them. They're better people when they're drunk. Like, we always talk about the negative part about alcohol. What about the good? Like, sure, you ran through a playground naked, but you could dance, man. <laughs> I'm in therapy now, uh, doing this thing called exposure therapy. That's where you face your fears. Scared of heights, takes you by hot air balloons. Scared of drowning, takes you in the ocean. So he said, what are you scared of, Mark? I said, well, I'm claustrophobic and scared of intimacy. So he took me in a little closet and fucked me. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was very expensive. Uh, Why the stigma with therapy? Why? All my friends make fun of me. I think it should be mandatory. It's good for you. Everybody works out their muscles. Why not work out your emotions? You know? I'll be hanging out with a friend. He's like, all right, man, take it easy. I'm going to go work on arms and back. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go work on letting go of the past and accepting love. <laughs> Everybody loves the gym. Ooh, the gym makes me feel sexy. Well, you know what else is sexy? Not being a walking red flag. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody cares about your abs if you're the guy having a meltdown at Chili's. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think people respect the gyms as a culture behind it, like gym rats. They have t-shirts that say beast mode and better sore than sorry. Therapy people, we need t-shirts, right? We need a shirt that says no dad, no problem. <laughs> right? Yeah, or like can't stop, won't stop crying. <laughs> I could have used some therapy as a kid. I was a weird kid. Bedwetter. Yeah, I went to bed every day till I was 13 years old. My mattress looked like a fucking coffee filter. All right. I ruined a lot of sleepovers, folks. Yeah. You start to run out of excuses after a while. And your friend's like, what happened here? I was like, ha, ah, geez, I must have spilled a cup of piss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they say a lot of bedwetters become serial killers, which I believe, because we learn how to clean up a stain pretty quick. <laughs> That's how embarrassing it is weighing the bed. I'd almost rather be known as a murderer than a bedwetter, you know? Hey, your friend sits on your mattress. Why is it all crinkly? I'm gonna kill ya! That's it! I did the damn thing. Mark Norman, the first comedian to have his name written on this digital wall of a comedy club inside my mind. And I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. And I'm leaving it in there so you could just fuck right off. But that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Not so bad, right? I mean, we're going to do this every week. So, again, thanks for listening. If you like what you have heard here on the Burger Show Comedy Podcast, give me a like or a follow or whatever method of approval that is associated with your preferred social media choice. You can catch me on the gram. At Bring a Show Pod, you can find me on the talk. 
Bring a show pod. You can email my candy ass at bring a show pod at gmail.com. You got something nice to say? Send it on over. You got something bad to say? Send that on over too. Probably won't read it. It's free country. No? Do what you want. Um, any feedback is welcome, but great feedback is always appreciated. Again, I'm Tyrone Heppard. We're doing this here every week. This is the Bring a Show Comedy Podcast. Y'all have been great. Thanks for listening.